0: So welcome to another show today we have Alan Cox who is a mental health change maker and someone who's been through an experience himself so welcome to today's show Alan.
1: Very happy to be here.
0: So do you want to give people a bit of background then as to to why you're an advocate for positive mental health and as you said a change maker in in this space really.
1: Yeah I guess the um so as a bit of background I've I've had you know, previously had decades of experience with, um, you know, quite poor mental health. At times it's been quite severe. Um, But really I I went through a a transformation myself and as, as part of that journey, I really got to see that um, where most people are sitting with their mental health um, is still far away from where they really could be. Um, I think you know, that puts a lot of barriers to people's kind of um, not only their happiness, but also their opportunities in, in life. Um, and in terms of the, the, the change making kind of thing, you know, no, firstly, I want to help people see, you know, that the change is possible wherever they're at. Um, but I'd also really like to change the conversation around mental health, because whenever you hear the term mental health, it usually means that, um, you know, people usually interpret that as meaning a discussion around poor mental health. Um, Whereas, you know, really everyone has mental health, regardless of where it is, just like everyone has physical health. Um, So, yeah, I, I kind of like to change that conversation. So it's, you know, there's far less stigma and it's far more normal to to work on your mental well-being.
0: Yeah, I think it's, there's a good analogy, isn't there, uh, that you've made there in, in, in some respects. I would compare that to a car. It's like you don't have to wait for the car to break down to start repairing it. Yeah, you, know, you can service the car before it breaks down, which will then stand in good stead. So why do you think you, you also mentioned the phrase people are far away from where they could be? What does that mean to you? Is it a case of being in a depressive state? Is it a case of being on a, you know, in the wrong career? Is it a case of having financial obligations? Is it a case of maybe not getting out in nature enough? What is what does that mean to you specifically? Because I think for everyone, they have their own mm-hmm. sort of niche definition, don't they, as to what that means? So for you, what does that mean specifically?
1: Yeah. So. Um... Whatever label you use, whether you use the term mental health, mental well-being, or mental fitness, um, if you basically imagine a, a continuum between 1 and 10, where, say, 1 is as bad as you possibly can be and 10 is that you're you know, more enlightened than the Dalai Lama or something, right? Um, around the 3 mark is where... You transition from being mentally well to mentally unwell. So, for example, if you thought that you was, say, a bit depressed or something, and you went to see a doctor, um, assuming it's a, a good doctor, um, if they did an assessment on you, they would maybe find that you know you're a three and a half or a four. And they would conclude from that that you don't need any medication. You're, you're actually mentally well um, and would probably say that you need to, you know, just do some lifestyle changes. You need to maybe, you know, pull back on working so hard or, or whatever. Um, but the, the thing is, is that there's a long, long way between three and a half and and say nine or ten, right? Um let's just talk about what say eight, nine or 10 looks like, right? When, when you're up there, um, you have more optimism. You, um, you have a lot more self-confidence. You, um, you don't see failure as failure. And there's just so, there's so many, there's so many things, you know, you're, you're more creative and uh, you, you can solve problems easier and you're, you're healthier. The, the, the The sad reality, I guess, is that if you look at our population, most human beings, particularly in the Western world, are you know the, the bell curve is like peak, peaks around five and a half, something like that. Mo- most people are between like say four and six. So really that's what I'm saying is that you know if you're if you're in that range, you know four, five, six, you are in quotes normal you're okay you're like most other people of your age but there's a long there's a long way you can you can still go and there's there's like a huge amount of reward and benefit that comes from from being further up the curve
0: yeah i mean the the stoic phrase that comes to mind is it's not what happens to you it's how you view things that's important because you mentioned the pessimistic versus optimistic side of things. You mentioned the self-image, the failure not necessarily being failure. I think that comes down to that phrase, isn't it? The stoic phrase of it's not what happens, it's how you view things. Do you view yourself as someone who's like um, high status, someone who gets things done, someone who is sociable, someone who does achieve good things, someone who sees failure as part of the process as opposed to suppressing your self-image to to an extent you mentioned at the start of the the chat that you've obviously been through this on a personal basis as well Uh, do you want to talk a little bit about that if if you could
1: yeah so I had quite a traumatic and somewhat abusive childhood um you know right from a very early age um I I I guess I you know I wasn't a planned baby um and looking back i probably that probably put a lot of pressure on my parents at the time there was a lot of stigma about having a, a child out of wedlock and that kind of thing um but you know that that ult- that experience i had at a very early age you know that's that's when you're you're forming your most important connections in your brain right and and, and i i formed um some connections that basically Says that I was not worthy. You know, I, my parents didn't love me. All all of that kind of stuff. The world, the world is a bad place. Um, so yeah, I, I you know, struggled to get through school. When um, I became an adult, and then you have the pressures of, you know, having a responsible job, having a mortgage. That that's when the cracks really started opening up and i went through um you know dec- decades of depression um when you know i had some quite serious life events uh, happen to me as well and because of those that really kind of sent sent me to a very very low level you know probably you know down the one one to two level um Yeah, multiple suicide attempts over the years and thankfully they didn't work (laughs) Um, and um, yeah, um, the the, the straw that broke the camel's back was when I nearly got killed in the uh, Canterbury earthquakes here Um, and that ultimately led to me losing my business and um, also having a a major mental breakdown Um, and really that it was shortly after that really that my, um, you know, transformation really started to happen.
0: Yeah. So it's, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? That self-esteem is something that, and self-image and, and, and loving yourself and all that is something that spawned very early on. So when like for yourself, you've been through a situation when you were very young, it can have quite a lasting impact um to you but obviously credit to you you know you've you've got through that you've got through the business situation and actually what doesn't kill us makes us stronger so you probably are in a very good space now to say look I've been through all of this I've got personal experience of this I now want to look at helping helping others what what did you learn along the way then is there anything that you you read maybe anything in terms of specifically within your story that helps you change your perception? Is it something that you heard, something that you saw on TV, a friend maybe that said something, was there anything specifically, because what I find with myself and and clients as well, sometimes it can just be one thing that maybe they've overlooked in the past, but something just twigs for them. Was that the same with yourself as well, Alan? Uh,
1: Definitely. Um, so, before I kind of detail what that was, let's just kind of look at where I was. You know, I I was in a space where I use the analogy of being in a kind of a a, a pitch black tunnel, uh, not knowing which way is out, even if there is a way out. Right? Uh, it was you know to use the phrase it was it was hopeless, and I didn't I didn't want to be, I didn't want to continue. Um, I also, I also had like pretty much everyone. I had a a complete lack of knowledge of how our brain actually operates, right? Um, And hence, hence why I felt quite hopeless. So, what what actually happened one day is I'm sitting down um, in front of the TV and call it chance, serendipity, or whatever. a pro a, a program on TV come on called it's a BBC program actually called The Truth About Depression, and what that program showed me is that what was going on in my head was very very real. You know there was things like my hippocampus would have been probably shrunk by twenty percent. Um, I would have had various chemical imbalances going on because of like what I'd been through. Um, Yeah, there was was really just like this moment where I thought I'm not just broke. It's not just like imaginary what's going on in my head. There's actually real stuff. Um, And that was the one thing. And the second thing that that program showed me is that all of that stuff is reversible and it actually can be reversed relatively quickly? And that was like, it was like, it blew my mind, you know. And um, at, at the time, I, I, because of, I don't know, the medication I was on or whatever, I, I couldn't really read a paragraph in a book without forgetting the sentences that I just read. So I, I turned to YouTube. Um, And that's where I just I just started soaking up content about, you know, um, neuroplasticity, neuroscience, um, psychology. I I just started learning everything I could, you know, even Buddhism, Taoism. I I just wanted to learn as much as I could. So what within there, so we'll we'll break that apart because I think there's two sides
0: to that. We'll start with the the latter of those, so Taoism and Buddhism. What it what was it from those sort of philosophies that that resonated with you, and then we'll move on to more of the science based approach. So, um, obviously, you mentioned the, uh, the 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 neuroscience behind it. And we'll obviously get onto that as well.
1: Mm-hmm. So, up until that point, I I would say I I kind of didn't have, you know, a slice of spiritualism in me you know i'm totally non-religious and anything to do with spirituality um, was just not part of my dna and i think what books like you know Taoism, buddhism and everything really kind of opened up to me was this kind of sense of something being beyond myself you know, like sort of like, um, you know, whether you want to call it a universal consciousness or whatever, um, you know, every every kind of religion or whatever has its own kind of take on these things. But um, yeah, it really really did open up that there's like a, there's a connection to something outside of myself. That was, I guess that was the biggest, biggest change that that made.
0: Yeah, I think I think the same. I think there is definitely something out there that that we are essentially a a part of, um, and that can be positive for your mental state, isn't it? To 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 realize that and to actually embrace that as opposed to thinking and being nihilistic in some respects that life is meaningless and you know being hedonistic and we can just mess around and and and, and do what we want. Mm-hmm. So okay, that's that's something you took from the spiritual side. What about the science? again science-based side what was it that you learned from the neuroscientists and physicists and quantum physicists about the the mind and how things work
1: yeah um so I, I guess so. there's two pots that I put that into right there's the kind of realm of known science and the realm of unknown science right and and um, So first of all, what I really learned about uh, from the realm of kind of known science, especially to do with um, like neuroscience and uh, positive psychology, Uh, let's just drill down into those. So one of the key things that I learned from um, neuroscience, if you like, is if you you imagine our brain is like, say, an operating system right that it tells us how to think feel and behave and even tells how how body how to function um, that operating system comprises two parts right it comprises the the actual software and it also comprises the data and you know the the hippocampus, for example, is what accesses the data, and if that's not functioning very well, um, it will pull the wrong data or whatever. And if the if the software program isn't working very well, that that's not good either. So let's let's make that real, right? Like if we, like for example, in my life, right, I I had some data stored away that said. Um, the world is against me and all these kinds of things. And um, I also had a software program that said, you know, if someone looks at you or talks to you in a certain way, then that means that they don't like you, for example. You know, that's just just one of a month, millions of millions of computations your brain makes. Um, but that programming and the data can, can all be remodeled, right? You can... You can you can start, um, you know, when when something comes forward where you think that person doesn't like me because they've just done this. You can catch yourself and say, "Hold on, what evidence is there for that?" You know, you don't know what's going on in their life. It could be something completely different, right? And by doing that continuously, it 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 basically removes all of that bad data it removes all of it like kind of the the negative negative neural pathways that are there um and it replaces them with better ones that give you that are more healthy habits and and if you if you go onto youtube you know there's even um fascinating videos of so this process of new like brain connections being formed is called neurogenesis right and, and neurogenesis and neuroplasticity happens right up until the day we die right um the only thing that changes is that the rate of new genesis, like kind of slows down a bit so you can actually go on youtube and actually see this happening under an electron microscope electron microscope and when you you know being an engineer when I start seeing that kind of stuff it, it really made the penny drop you know you might, might think oh if i've got all these things that are making me feel or think or act a certain way i can actually reprogram that to do, to do something better um and then the, and then there was the field of positive psychology which what it really does is it breaks down that our well-being isn't just down to one thing it's kind of the sum of many things together so what recent science has worked out is that our well-being is um you know it it requires you to have positive relationships in your life and that you know there's bio there's biological reasons for that um we you know regardless of what age we are we we have a need for growth and achievement right that's why so many people say when they retire and they're not growing anymore, they're so unhappy, right? Um, and there's yeah. there's at least 10 of these pillars that all add up to our well-being. And, and if you can understand what they are and do a self-assessment, you can see where your gaps are and actually focus in on the areas where you're weakest and actually make big improvements in your, your well-being. And then I guess there's that other pot of the unknown science you know there's the um there's there's some just crazy science out there that makes you think oh my god there there must be more to this world than we can possibly realize like um you know there's quantum, quantum entanglement and things like that which um based on all pre science you know it it shouldn't exist it shouldn't be allowed to happen it, you know it, it um it basically breaks all the rules of, of, of the universe, if you like, um, but it but it happens and science can't explain it. And when when you start learning about things like that, you know, it opens your mind up to, you know, we as individuals, we are probably more connected to, like indirectly connected to other people's consciousness and a, a universal consciousness than than many of us actually realize. Yeah,
0: I mean it's it's amazing, isn't it? That you, you know, you've mentioned that you didn't really understand how the mind worked, then you did your research and realized that it actually functions in a very basic way. So long as you can understand what that way is, you can then program it in a way that's going to be functional for you. And what science basically yeah. does for me is it via, via trial and error works out consistencies. Okay, well, this is gravity 9.81 newton meters squared. This is the orbit of the Earth, this is after trial and error or, or equations or whatever, and work out what actually works. But when we mm-hmm. don't understand something, it's like what Einstein said—a spooky action from a distance, didn't he, with particle entanglement—and we've just not worked out what it is as yet. But as individuals, you—you you, you mentioned a couple of things. It's about how we're talking to ourselves, isn't it? We need to have positive self-talk. You look at any athletes to reach the top they don't say to themselves you're shit you know you're you're bad this person's better than you they say positive things to put themselves in a good good mind frame so i think from from that side of things um humans we aim whatever we think about we aim at and if we think we're the best we're going to aim to become the best if we think we're low life and the lower rungs of the human experience we're and en- you know we're going to end up like that aren't we so i think that's a, a good thing to do and and then obviously with the particle entanglement and the consciousness i think it's great to try and be positive and be a positive change in the world so that as you said if it affects everything it's going to come back to you in a positive way as well um so you, you've obviously learned all these things across obviously your experience yeah you've you had to come from the childhood you know you've you've gone through that mental health struggle yourself you learned stuff from the tv from your own research you realized what it is that makes up positive mental health so what are you doing now then to to help other people to accelerate their journey let's say from from where they are whether it's the three out of 10 as you said up to a six how are you helping people to do that
1: um well the the i guess one of the subtle ways i do that is um you know whenever i meet with somebody and they mention something i i usually i ask them a um a question that will really make them kind of sit back and think you know and and um, go away and I've, I've often had people come back to me weeks later and said oh it's like thanks so much for saying that you know and um, you know like for example I'll say you know what what is it about your mindset that makes you think that way and, and they might say well what do you mean and I said well you know like You've you've said what you've just said, but that may not necessarily be true. You know, it may it, you know is it, you, your mind has said that that's true, but what is it about that? You know, and um, so that, that's that's I, I, I tend to do that quite a bit in in a nice way, but the, the, I, I really want to help people at scale, and um, so um, a few years ago I set up um, uh, an impact venture called um, Everyellow. Uh, we've we've created. Um, a mental fitness app that makes it really easy for anyone to to work on their mental well-being
0: and what's entailed within the app then so um how does the app help people to as you said improve their mental well-being
1: so um so one one of the biggest problems with current apps on the market is that there's no real kind of structure to um, or personalization to how people are kind of being treated, if you like. Um, and the experience is such that people find many apps quite daunting and not a pleasant experience. So most of them are deleted within um, you know two weeks, right? So an app isn't helping anyone if it's not on their phone. So we wanted to create an app that actually really works and was a real joy to use. So it uses a process called mental conditioning. Um, And so all throughout a lifetime, every experience that we ever had conditioned our mind to think, feel or Uh, behave a certain way and what our app does is is it plays to your you know a really nice stream of um content you know narrated content along with music and sound Um, but that content is completely um personalized to you as an as an individual so when, when you first download the app we ask you a series of questions so that we understand where you're at in terms of like engaging in positive relationships, um, growth and achievement, um, meaning and purpose. You know, there's about 10, 10 pillars. Um, then we download to your phone, uh, every week, a, a new set of content and, um, yeah, it, it it really helps people um very quickly. Um and it, it it does that simply simply by listening.
0: I like that that it's it's bespoke because you know there are fundamentals, aren't there, to positive mental health, but it's not a, necessarily a one size fits all approach because as you said, where are you starting from and where do you want to get to? I think once you know those things, you can exactly help right. people to to work out that, that journey. And yes. As I said, there's mm. fundamentals. You know, if you're going on a journey, there's a left, right. There's an uphill, downhill. But depending on where you are, there mm. might be seven lefts in a row followed by an uphill. Someone else, it might be twelve rights in a row followed by a downhill. And it's good that you know you're asking those questions to have that bespoke uh, help that someone needs. What what results do you want for people? Is it just to get them from a a four to a five or is it to try and get everyone up to maybe an eight? Because I think ten's quite difficult, isn't it? If you were explaining ten as someone in yeah. like a Dalai armor or maybe a Marcus Aurelius or someone, <laughs> you know, to get to get to that level is obviously very, very difficult. Um, so, what what sort of level would you expect people to aim for? Um, if that makes sense,
1: um, I kind of relate it similarly to physical fitness in a way, you know, you've you've got some people that would be happy just being able to write, run between two lampposts <laughs> um, and, and you, you might have others that are happy, at, say, running a 5K and then you've got others that are at the extreme end, right? Um, you know, if you, I, I basically have it in my mind that I think getting to a 7, 8, 9, is actually quite achievable for most people um i think once i kind of have this kind of term of like mental shifts like it, it doesn't matter how small that mental shift is once you recognize it it's kind of it puts you on a path that's very hard to go back um you know you 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 kind of sense that there's a ju- you're, you're embarking on a journey which is which is only kind of going to get better from here um, so yeah I, I, I'd, I'd like to think that most people could get you know to seven or eight quite easily
0: yeah I like the the word journey you use there because as with anything in life it's not just a destination it's the journey that makes us makes us who we are and I've read phrases a phrase the day so I'm actually writing a new book about phrases and it was something along the lines of when you look back you'll realize that the times of struggle were actually the most beautiful in some respects because that's Mm. what shaped you that's what gave you the growth and that's what made you who you are today so is there Mm. any sort of messages that obviously we've not spoken about that you want to get out to people whether it's to visit the app whether it's something like a one-liner that you've maybe thought of that you want to to utilize or something that Maybe you've got a message to deliver to a, a specific set of set of people.
1: Yeah. Um, so we we've had people, you know, for example, one of my early investors was a like um a middle aged biker dude that basically said, "Look, I like what you're doing, but I'm just not into that kind of stuff." Right. And when the app was ready, he tested the app out out of curiosity, you know, wanted to see where his money had gone probably. Um, and he contacted me a couple of weeks later and said, uh, i got this message on WhatsApp and I never hear from the guy unless there's a problem or something. And he said, Alan, I want to talk to you about the app. I thought, "Uh Oh, what is what, he found some problems? And anyway, he, he said, look, I'm I'm blown away. Like um I never thought anything like this would be useful for me. Um I have more energy and like he he does these like evening runs and he logs his time on Strava and um he said I'm I'm now running in my best times ever, you know, after two weeks of using Every Yellow. So I th- I think my main message for everyone would be um just have an open mind and give it a go, you know, like just, just say, look, um, whatever you think of the app, just, just try it for 10 days and see if you see if that shift happens for you. Um, there's, you know, there's no cost involved. Um, you've literally got nothing to lose. And and the other, the other thing is, is that you can, it's not yet another thing to do. You can, you can, if you use a, a technique called habit stacking, right. That's where you, you tie a new habit to an existing habit. So let's let's just say one of your habits is to eat breakfast every morning. Then you can listen to Eviello at that same time every day so that you don't forget, right? Or I'll use it when I drive to or from work, whatever that thing is. So you can use it when you're doing other things. It's not another thing to do. It's not going to cost you anything. So um, just, just download the app and, and give it a try. I love that, um, you know,
0: killing two birds with one stone, essentially, and doing it while you're doing something else. You know, I'm an advocate for that as well. listen to podcasts when I'm, you know, doing the dishes or out for, walking the dog or whatever else. Um, mm. And habit stacking, I love that phrase as well, because I've got a uh, well, not a phrase, but I talk about skill stacking quite a lot, where, you know, to, to, for you to be an individual, you might be the only person who can speak these specific four languages and and you are an rt specialist so that's a skill stack that gives you a niche to become something individually i've not really heard of habit stacking before where you're absolutely right there is um what's the word i'm looking for it's if you if you um if you drink for example if you drink too much you're more likely to then smoke and go out to eat kebabs and come home late um, and I can't remember the name of of of, of that particular thing where it's uh, where it's the habit that all, all the habit bad habits come from, and the same is good mm. habits. You know, if you start going to the gym, you're more likely to probably eat healthy and um, not smoke and things like that. So I quite like the, yeah. the habits. I it probably will come to me in a second as to to what that um, habit thing is called, but but if not, it doesn't really matter. And um, so, how can people reach out to you uh,
1: if they need to? Um well we if there's any kind of um business owners or business leaders here, we do have a um a really interesting um platform that allows them to give everyellow to their people. If, if that's something um if you're if you're wanting wanting to front foot well-being in your company, then uh, reach out to me on LinkedIn. Um if you want to find more about the app, just go to our website, um, everyellow.com. Um, if you want to just go ahead and download the app, just go to the app store and it's there for you. Every yellow, one word.
0: Perfect. So we'll put that in the, the descriptions. And the word I was thinking of is keystone, keystone habit. It's this habit that all of us yep. that yep. comes from. So, um, so I think basically as well, what you're saying is that if you were to, bring this habit into your life. Maybe there is a lot of other positive things that can come from it. Like you said about your your, your biker friend, you know, his drive for time yeah. went down because of one habit creates results in other areas too.
1: Yeah. And and if I may, like just, just um, because I, I want to get away from, I want every everyone to think or not think I don't need this, right? It's not about, It's not about needing something because you're in a bad space. I mean, if you are, then uh, every can help you. But, you know, I've had so many stories from people that said, like, I I used it just out of curiosity and I didn't think I needed it, but this is what's happened, right? And, um, you know, one example, there was um, a... an entrepreneur uh, contacted me and he said, look, I, you know, cause you've been talking on LinkedIn. I downloaded the app out of curiosity. And he said, before I use the app, he said, I've got tons of stuff going on. Um, I would drive home. he's got like a young family. I would drive home. He'd have all this stuff going around in his head. And when he got back to his wife and his young children, he said, I wasn't really present. I was still thinking about all the stuff at work from the day. But he said, as a as a result, I, he said, I, I've been using Eviello because in that 20 minutes of using Eviello on the way home, it kind of resets my mind. And I'm now fully present with my wife and my children. So my relationships have got a lot better and, and that kind of stuff. So it's it's not just you know that i think that's the biggest thing i want people to get from this is that it's not about thinking i don't need this because i don't think i'm mentally unwell or something you know it's it's like think of it that if you're like 80 90% of um, the population you're you're probably on this mouse wheel where you're just going through the motions every single day, and because the mouse wheel was literally coming down in front of your face, you can't see that there's, there's another way. Um, I like to think that by using Ever yellow for a week, it helps you to step off the mouse wheel and actually see that that's, there's actually a lot more horizon out there that you that you can kind of enrich your life with. Fantastic.
0: Things a great message. It's great what you've done so far, and um, and it's great that you're having uh, positive messages come back because there's nothing better than you know you trying to make a change and it's actually affecting real people with real problems in a real life situation. So so yeah, thanks very exactly much right. for coming on the show, Alan. Um, and it's a pleasure. We'll make sure that obviously everyone can get uh, um, obviously the the notes in the in the podcast description of how to reach out to you how to download the app etc and it's been a pleasure having you on the show alan
1: thank you it's been great
0: thank you very much